0: Welcome to Forces in Fintech, brought to you by Repay, a leading fintech innovator and integrated payment solutions provider. I'm your host, Dara Dirks. In this season of the podcast, we invite industry experts to pull back the curtain on the ever-changing world of fintech and commerce. This week, we're joined by Darren Horrocks, Executive Vice President of Repay, to discuss the B2B landscape and what the future has in store for digital payments. Now, as our society continues to demand everything faster, the need for digital payment platforms that can keep pace has never been higher. But in many verticals, a consistent, advanced electronic solution still isn't in place, making it difficult for organizations, their customers, and their partners to make real-time digital payments. But the tide is changing and institutions are realizing the value of digital B2B money moving and the frictionless customer and partner ecosystem it fosters. And with a career spanning nearly 30 years, no one is better positioned to explain more about the value of and opportunity in digital payments than Darren.
1: So I've spent my entire career pretty much in the payments industry. When I first started in payments was in the mid-90s with GE Capital, actually, and while working with GE, I served in various roles, including IT, product development, product management and sales. But while I was there, I was able to work on the industry's first virtual credit cards in 1999, was actually awarded a, a patent related to the way that we did virtual cards in 2002. Spent a uh, total of 13 years with GE before I helped sell that business to American Express. Uh, spent a year at American Express and then transitioned to Comdata, which was later acquired by Fleet Corps. About a year and a half after that acquisition, I chose to leave Comdata and start CPay Plus in January of 2017. And then a short three years later, met John Morris uh, with Repay and About six months after that, agreed to um, be acquired by Repay and now happy to lead the, the business payments division of Repay.
0: An Incredible career. A lot of experience in the B2B payments sector. Speaking of, it would be great to hear your thoughts on the evolution in B2B payments, where we came from, where we are today. And then also a little more about the industry, TAM, and makeup. So just in general about the B2B payments landscape.
1: When I think about the evolution of it, where we came from is really sort of ancillary to how businesses moved money from one business to another. And and in the U.S., it's been paper dominated. Even since, you know, the mid-90s, it's more than 50% of B2B payments are still made via paper check. But we've seen a great acceleration towards digitization. And I think that's been driven by a few different things. One is as consumers, we've demanded more automation for our own consumer behavior. And so me as a consumer, when I take that behavior and I translate it over into business payments, I expect that controllers, CFOs, accounts payable, clerks, all of the likes, they don't want to deal with the antiquated nature of what we've been dealing with business payments any more than they want to deal with it when they're making payments at home. right? And all of the banking capabilities and the technology capabilities are catching up because things that we've demanded as consumers are now becoming available to businesses. And as such, the adoption of the things that we've made available has accelerated. And the pandemic has also driven that acceleration as well. Anecdotally, prior to being acquired by Repay, we had a big focus on the automotive vertical. And of course, March of 2020 occurs and we have the lockdown. And these controllers and CFOs of dealerships that we've been calling into, suddenly they are finding our number and calling us back and saying, hey, I've got accounts payable clerks that are literally going into the dealerships just to write checks. (laughs) How quickly can you turn us on to this digitized payment methods. There's a number of things that have trended the market towards acceleration from paper to digital payments. But you asked about the TAM, it's enormous, right? Because even as a small business, I have to pay my bills, right? Which means I have vendors to pay. And whether I'm making payments or whether I'm receiving payments, everybody needs to be able to do it. And so there are certain verticals that we focused on where the TAM is greater than $3 trillion, so it gets a tremendous opportunity. We're just scratching the surface on what's available to us and, and how much we're able to penetrate.
0: And you gave us that great example in auto. What other verticals do you focus on? We're going to be speaking with some of your colleagues coming up in a future podcast, so it would be great to know about that. And then the size of your typical customer.
1: So we announced a partnership with SpendMend Which is a consulting company that consults in the healthcare space with hospitals and clinics and the like. And that's been a tremendous vertical for us. We find that hospitals have a need for automation for streamlining their processes. And of course, they have lots of bills to pay. So that's been a great vertical for us. Uh, We also have had recent success within the hospitality management space. So companies that are managing could be one hotel, could be hundreds of hotels. And we've been able to make great inroads with our partnership with HIA, Hotel Investor Apps that we announced earlier this year. We actually have a couple of others that I can't yet announce, but they're on on the way and helping us to penetrate that market. And we've also had some recent success with some municipalities, cities and counties, these uh, government agencies. They're making payments as well as school districts. And then the home services space, we have a Great software partner that, uh, that has integrated our solution into theirs, and we're able to penetrate the market with uh, HVAC contractors, plumbers, electricians, and the like. So on our integrated partners where they might be reselling, those customers could be small business. And it's really our integrated partner that's servicing that customer and we're servicing the integrated partner so they could be small business. But for the most part, when we're doing a referral relationship type of a sale or a direct sale, our customers are what you would define as mid-market and above. The smallest of those are probably the auto dealers, but then we have hospital systems that have thousands of beds that would be considered enterprise size customers. And so we serve a pretty vast company size, but we focus our efforts really on that mid-market and above.
0: Great. Thanks. And then let's just talk about your offerings a little bit. You touched on that you are on both sides of the transaction, AP and AR. But if you could just talk about Repay's offerings, why those assets are important as you penetrate this massive TAM.
1: One of the things that we found recently is we brought the assets together, both on the money in, money out, side is that the audience is the same, right? So we're typically talking to the controllers, VP of finance, CFOs, the decision makers within a finance organization whose job it is to make sure that they're able to keep the lights on, right? So obviously in order to do that, you need to be able to get paid from your customers and you need to be able to pay your bills. So that's one of the things that's really important with the APS business that was acquired, that's the money inside the acquiring payment processing side, we have this deep embedded relationships with these ERP systems. And so within those ERPs, a customer can send an invoice, receive payment on an invoice, and have that payment automatically reconcile within their system, close out the receivable greatly reduces the amount of labor associated with taking a payment reconciling a payment no longer do they have to look at the bank statement try to identify what the open receivable was and and manually close that out because these deeply embedded integrations allow them to automate that and what we found is that by adding the ap automation to those same integrations that we're able to provide that audience let's say it's a controller of of a company that's utilizing one of our ERP software integrations. For example, they can both use Repay to take payment, automate the reconciliation or receivable, but also make payments to their vendors. And again, automate all of the outbound movement of money as well as the reconciliation of that within their ERP system. What we've heard from customers is they don't want to have to access multiple systems, portals, et cetera, in order to facilitate all that behavior. So having that embedded integration within the ERP has been been incredibly valuable and important to that.
0: So you use ERPs as well as direct sales force for your go-to-market. If you could provide a little more color on how you divide, whether it's a, a direct sales call or through the ERP and how that process works, and then if you could touch on how those ERP relationships are built and maybe an example of an ERP uh, relationship you have.
1: Just to clarify a little bit, with the ERP integrations that we have, typically a lot of these systems will be sold through value-added reseller partners. For example, Acumatica relies on the VAR community to sell into business clients, to install Acumatica, to make sure it's deployed to their needs. So we have a vast number of relationships in that VAR community who have relationships with Repay in order to introduce Repay or to just sell the Repay payments package as part of the ERP as they install it for a customer. And so that's a sales channel that's very important for us. And our product and technical teams work very closely with the VAR teams to make sure that the technology that they're installing are meeting the needs of the customer. So those are oftentimes referrals into our sales team. And then those salespeople are working with those VAR partners in that case. So that says we focus on an ERP customer, if you will. And if we're talking about, for example, in the auto space with DMS customer, so DMS is sort of synonymous with ERP in the auto space. And so we also have integrations with these DMS partners. However, there really doesn't exist such a thing as a VAR partner in that case, right? So we'll have a direct sales team that are calling into auto dealerships that are meeting dealerships at NADA shows or those types of things and selling direct into those customers. The solution that we've built that has an integration into the DMS. And then the third type kind of talk about a referral type of a relationship, such referring to something to a salesperson. We've got a real direct sales effort where we're reaching out and calling into a target market. And then we have a true reseller relationship to where a partner of ours would have embedded our technology within theirs. So I made mention of the home services partner that we have to the customer. It looks like their payable solution, but it's repay as the backbone, if you will. And in those cases, it's really just the partner doing the sale 100% themselves. We provide support to the partner and we do the vendor enablement and the management of the payment execution and those types of things but the the relationship really exists between the customer and the integrated partner
0: and then who do you usually compete with in the verticals that you're focused on
1: the most common competitor is actually in-house processes right we still find that most customers are still dealing with antiquated process of cutting checks or you know logging into a bank system and doing an ACH But these banks have been offering virtual card solutions, for example, since about 2005. And this tends to be mostly concentrated towards the mid-market and enterprise. We'll encounter quite a few customers in the general corporate ERP space to where they might be using a bank purchasing card solution, maybe with a little bit of a virtual card with it, but they're still doing in-house check printing, logging into their bank to do ACH it's somewhat of a fragmented process, right? And so it's banks, it's American Express, my old company, Fleet core we'll run into them, you know, a handful of other fintechs. And again, it really is dependent upon the vertical market that we're targeting. So the auto space, we run into Pay quite a bit with the invoice pay solution. Hospitality will run into CSI. We like to think the true competition is the customer's in-house processes and getting them to adopt more Advanced technology and complete solution that Repay offers.
0: So there's this large underpenetrated TAM. You have the right capabilities, are mostly competing with banks or in house solutions. Sounds like a long runway for sustainable growth. Speaking of growth, according to your latest investor presentation, about 20% of your card payment volume comes from B2B payments, 20% of Repay's card payment volume. How fast is that portion of your revenue growing, and is that growth mainly from new or existing customers?
1: Yeah, good question. So we're targeting a 30% growth rate for the B2B volume. We're on track for that currently. It's coming from a combination of both existing and new. The majority though of the growth is coming from new customers. Also new verticals, right? We've had a great summer with the expansion into the hospitality relationships that we announced with HIA and the addition of of lots of hotel properties there. So really good growth coming from, from the new client base there.
0: Great. And I know we only have a few minutes left, but could you provide a few thoughts on the future of B2B payments? How do you see the industry evolving? Where do we go from here?
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that we're seeing is that the demand, it's a snowball effect, right? So we've seen that as companies have adopted electronic payment options and advanced payment options that the demand becomes more and more. So I just see more of an acceleration of what we've seen already. I see adoption of new technology such as real-time payments or FedNow in the ability to move money quicker and faster And it'll be interesting to see how that reflects in the market in terms of the ability to monetize payments, right? We've done a great job of being able to streamline, simplify for our customers and be able to monetize that because of the value that we've been able to add. And I think there's opportunity to do that in the coming years. And I would say, you know, 12 to 18 months, we'll see a pretty dramatic decrease in payment timeliness, right? The time that it takes for a customer to receive payment from their customer or for money to be transmitted between two businesses to just be accelerated much more. And that value is going to enable for greater monetization of that process. The interesting thing right now, too, with with the increase in interest rates is that days sales outstanding and days payment outstanding become much more of an important equation for an accounts receivable and our accounts payable department. And so being able to execute the payments as a tool within those metrics are gonna become more important and uh, it'll increase the focus than what it has been in a zero interest rate environment. So I think you know, the demand, that's gonna be one more thing that I think is gonna accelerate the demand for our services.
0: Real-time payments and the infrastructure required to implement them may look like a challenge, especially when organizations have become so used to their traditional way of doing things. However, it's a challenge well worth taking on. Because as society continues to strive for immediacy, so too will customers seek out businesses and commerce experiences that fulfill their desire for real-time transactions making it more important than ever before to find a partner with the expertise to help integrate a solid B2B digital payment platform. That's it for this episode of Forces in Fintech. If you liked what you heard, please spread the word on social media and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you streamed our show. Thanks for listening and we hope to see you next time as we explore the new and exciting powers across the Payscape.